You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We don't have any new callers today, and I am going to change the format a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean we're going to do the exact opposite. Because the game's tomorrow, and because after the game, pretty much every other call is getting skipped, unless there's not a lot of calls, and I'm guessing there's going to be a ton of calls, I want to make sure that the calls that we do take are the most recent calls. I'd rather not take calls from Thursday, which is where we would have to start. In fact, half to all the show would be from Thursday and a little bit of Friday. So it might not change a lot of things, but I just want to make sure that we're as close to the game as possible. We'll see how many we can get through. And away we go. Um, so why are the Packers, like, Green, yeah, the Green Bay Packers, like, the color they are, like, Green Bay and gold. Mm-hmm. I I was like I was I was growing up to six year old, and I liked gold, brown, and green. Those are good ones. So if I just put the if I just make the green into green dye and put it on the leather, I can make the Green Bay pack of shirt. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Hopefully it is. Bye bye. Okay. <laughs> Dad tried to jump on, got denied. <laughs> All right, so let me let me see if we can figure this out. We want to talk Green Bay Packers colors, which is admittedly a topic that we've all ignored, and shame on all of us for that. Hasn't even come up. I think it's worth talking about. But if I'm understanding you right, it sounds like you've got a pretty cool crafting idea, potentially your own little business, making homemade Packer shirts. I'm not sure how popular those are in Memphis, but, you know, you start off as a hobby, you see how it goes. But it sounds like you're on the right track, and if you do end up making uh, making a homemade Green Bay Packer shirt, be sure to send it to me, because I need to see that. Ryan, Kyle from Madison, what's up? What's up? It's Friday when I'm calling. I had to sit through that last night. Uh, I'll let everybody else talk about the content but uh how fast if you're the chiefs are you signing jones to a contract right now because my goodness they could not stop the rushing game of right. the detroit lions yeah they got pushed around like nothing. Uh, so if i'm jones watching that game at home as much as i'm sure he wasn't cheering against his team his agent probably was because I wouldn't be surprised if we get some news this week about certain Chiefs defensive player suddenly being signed to a deal because, man, did that defense look real bad, real bad. I know the uh, Lions, I mean, they they looked a lot like what they looked like uh, towards the end of last season, to be honest. Um, I don't think they 
I mean, if I was the Packers and we beat the Chiefs, obviously I'd be super pumped. But I don't know how indicative it is of what kind of success the Lions are going to have. It's certainly a game five years ago they lose, but I don't know. I mean, oof. Hey, I'll leave it at that. I'm sure you've talked about it enough. Anyway, talk to you later. Go Pack Go! Yeah, and the, the biggest retort is, well, the defense wasn't the problem. I understand, but that's not the question. The, the, the absolute point of this is exactly what Kyle said. The Chiefs' defense got pushed around like they were nothing. Chris Jones gets them off the field. Lots of times. Generating pressure, stopping the run. Could he have made a one-point difference? Yes. And the fact that it was that close, and the fact that it is utterly apparent that he would have made the difference between winning and losing that game. Would, would Kelsey have made a bigger difference? Probably, but that's not the point. The point is the Chris Jones and the Chiefs are playing chicken right now, and the Chiefs are now losing games as a result. If, if, if this had been by a wider margin, which is funny because if it was by a wider margin, I think a lot of fans would have made the case, see, that's when you needed Chris Jones. If you would have lost like 30 to, to, to you know 14, then you needed Chris Jones. No, then Chris Jones couldn't have made the difference because he, he is not a 15-point swing player. But does he move the needle one point? I think he does. Hey, uh, caller number five here. Just uh, wanted to call and ask about something that I thought about. Uh, I thought about, you've talked about this before, where, where in normal years with Rodgers and all that, it's been a feeling of relief that we've won a game, right? And uh, it's going to be really exciting this year to have that feeling of, uh, I don't know what it's called, I guess. It's a, it's a feeling of excitement or um, uh, just like, hey, we won the game. That's awesome. And not, oh, thank God we didn't lose. Yeah. You know? Um, but that said, week one is yes. going to be, in my opinion, the most, combination of both like right. i really really don't want to lose to the bears this right. week because of how much they've talked i just want to stomp them but the feeling if we win the game in jordan oh, it's Love unbelievable good oh my heavens am i going to be so excited for the rest of the season um but yeah i'm wondering what you're feeling i, I think i can tell based on how you've been talking the last couple of days that you're more in the uh, going to be relieved if we don't lose. Mm-hmm. But, man, just think about what that's going to mean for him to win opening day, which we don't usually do as Packers fans, win opening day on the road against this rival that's been talking crap, and if he looks good, what like it's over for them. They're done. Like, what are they supposed to do? It's got to be maddening. I just, I just want it to happen, man. It's going to be so fun. All right, two more sleeps and we get football. I'll see you. Yeah, and it is kind of unfortunate that it's it's kind of crossed that line of I really just don't want to lose. And it, you know, it's really just unfortunate because all it comes down to is losing perspective. I for one am losing perspective on the big picture because I'm getting caught up in not wanting to hear stupid narrative. You know, it's it's like I I don't want to hear people say stupid things, so I hope we win just to negate that. And it it really shouldn't matter. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, there's two teams playing here, but they're they are complete. They're in completely. They're in the same stadium, but they're in very different places. If the Packers lose this game, so what? So what? Like, what is big picture? What does it mean? Honestly, I mean, if we can say this isn't Jordan Love's first start. It's kind of Jordan Love's first start. 
I mean, statistically it isn't, but give me a break. Getting thrown in last minute in the middle of a season when you haven't been the starter, we're not building this offense around you. And he wasn't even prepared at that time. I'm talking about like as a football player, much less that week or that season or anything else. This is his first start. This is a brand new, very young team in its very early stages. If they lose this game, that does, it doesn't tell you anything. In all reality, as much as I think a lot of Packer fans are looking at this, like either Jordan Love's going to prove he's Aaron Rodgers this year or we replace him. It's not going to happen. They're going to give him several, probably at least two years. Unless he is just completely putrid. Unless we're talking number one pick, number two pick, something like that. It's not going to happen. And I mean specifically because Jordan Love is horrific. If he's anywhere from subpar to good, he stays. At least until we figure this thing out. And that's where we're at. I mean, it's, it's big for the rivalry. It's big for the trash talk on social media. It's big from having to hear all the garbage on, you know, from Colin Coward to everybody else. But in reality, what's the big deal? If we lose this game, so what? Is the season over? No. We lose week one every single year. We've only missed the playoffs once in that stretch. And it was, it, it, we got knocked out the last game of the season. Or does that go back to 18? 18-2, I guess. I don't know. In the last four. The Bears are the ones that have something to prove. The Bears are the ones who are convinced that this, this is a big change, that Justin Fields is the guy. That This is the year that he needs to prove he's the guy. They, they've invested a lot. DJ Moore was not a small investment. And if this doesn't work out, that's a problem. If you, and this is your home turf. You're the more experienced team, the more experienced players. Second year in the system, so everybody's on, everybody's on the same page. You upgraded your offensive line. You upgraded your wide receivers. Darnell Mooney's healthy. Chase Claypool's going into his second year. You upgraded your linebackers. Your, your, uh, your corners are supposed to take another step. You got Jaquan Brisker going into year two. And Justin Fields is going into year three. You are in your home stadium. The crowd is going to be going absolutely insane. This is your opportunity to prove that you are not a bottom feeder, that you are a, a potential contender for the North, and this is something you have built up to. The Packers are at step one of a journey. And, and, and I understand there's going to be people, oh, here come the excuse. It's not an excuse, it's a reality. I'm just painting a very obvious picture. I'm not saying it's good. I don't want to lose. That's not the point, though. In reality, all the overreaction to the, to the loss, if it does happen, will be exactly that, overreaction. Even if Jordan Love plays like garbage, guess what? We don't know how good Jordan Love is. Even though everybody's going to say that they know. Every Gutekunst hater is going to come out and start trashing Jordan Love and Brian Gutekunst. Every national media person is going to come out and start saying, See, I told you. See, I told you. Or maybe he's not the guy. Or, well, I'm sure, I don't know. Or, or Justin Fields is the answer. Or what, what, all the overreaction nonsense. But again, that's the point. It's just an overreaction. This is going to take time. And if we see it in week one, awesome. If we don't see it until week eight, whatever. If we don't see it until the end of the season and, and we have hope in 2024, I know that's what nobody wants to hear because everybody only cares about right now, including myself who's having a panic attack about this upcoming Bears game. The reality is maybe this is a 2024 team. Maybe it's a 2025 team. I don't know. I mean, heck, we couldn't figure it out until week 10 last year. And that was with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. They're the ones that are going to implode if they lose. We don't need to do that. We can take our time, be upset, be frustrated, scream at Joe Barry for doing something wrong, get mad at play calling and refs and you know not being able to contain, contain Justin Fields or stop the run or what, whatever it is. It's just step one. 
and we got another really good opportunity to win a game next week and the week after that. And we're going to play the Bears again at the end of the season when we are at probably our strongest. I mean, you know, a few injuries aside, hopefully no major ones. But in terms of being the most prepared, that's going to be it. Now, again, Aaron Rodgers, he started off uh, year one with a six-win season. Six and ten. I mean, that sucks. I mean, he won week, and any one week one against uh, Minnesota. So, I mean, that's the uh, that's the opposite side of it too. We can come out and beat the Bears like we beat uh, Minnesota twenty four nineteen, which is close to what my score prediction was, anyways. And then beat Detroit, they beat Detroit pretty handily after that. And then they had three losses in a row, and then two wins, and then two losses, and then a win, and then one, two, three, four, five losses, including a loss to Chicago, and then beat Detroit and ended six and ten, missed the playoffs. If that happens this year, Packer fans are going to be upset. No doubt about it. And people are probably going to be screaming about the quarterback, about the coach, about the defensive coordinator, about whatever it is that, that happened to be a problem. But guess what? Things ended up pretty okay. So you're right. I, I do. I, I am falling into that trap of I just don't want to lose. But it, it really shouldn't be that way. If, if I, I need to do a better job of trying to take emotion out of it and trying to be more logical and more rational about this football game. And just watching on a play-to-play basis. Where are we doing good? Where are we struggling? What are the areas that need to improve? I mean, this we, we need to watch this game with a long-term vision. Not just, please don't lose to the Bears. Please don't lose to the Bears. Please don't lose to the Bears. I don't want to deal with Bears Twitter. Oh, they're going to pull my receipts. Here's, here's the other thing. God willing, you and I are going to be around for a while. I'm really sorry to tell you, but it, it is really unlikely that in our in our lifetime... There isn't going to be a time, a period of time, a stretch of time, where the Bears are better than the Packers. That's, that, that's going to be a thing at some point, more than likely. Maybe that starts today or tomorrow. To, eh, to, yeah, tomorrow. Today for some of you. Maybe it's in 10 years. Maybe it is after I die. I don't know. But unless a giant space rock is coming to wipe us all out in the near future, the Chicago Bears are going to end up being better than the Packers at some point. They will end up finding a stud quarterback at some point. Is it Fields? Probably not. But someday they're going to find that guy. And someday we're going to be stuck with a dud. Maybe that's love, maybe it's not. We're going to have a bad GM, a bad coach, a bad quarterback, and things are going to spiral. And we're going to look back and say, gee, I wish we had 13 wins again, like we did with that guy Gutekunst that I hated, and Matt LaFleur that I hated, and... Rogers slash love that I hated. So I will try to do that. I will try to just relax and watch the game, see how it's going, see what looks good, see what maybe the hype doesn't quite match up to what's actually happening on the field. Just because, again, that's how you're going to enjoy the game. That's where joy comes in. Actually being happy for a win as opposed to being relieved for a win. That's, that's no fun. Hey, it's Seth again. Sorry, Hi. I had one more thing that I forgot to say. Um, We're going backwards, so we didn't I hear was, it yet. I uh, popped up on like, you know, my YouTube feed. Anything that's Packers-related is always up at the top, and Aaron Rodgers still pops up in there, probably just because his name's tied to the Packers in the background. Of Fair enough. YouTube's, uh, you know, how they have everything coded up there. Um, anyways, and uh, so Pat Nancy show popped up, and uh, I've pretty well quit listening to him since Rodgers last time. I only ever really listened to Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays. But they they played it, and it was pretty hilarious. It was from Hard Knocks that, uh, you know, everyone's been talking about Rodgers as, you know, he's a different guy there. He's taking the young guys under his wing. He's all calm and nice and, you know, less snap the ball, Josh, type Aaron Rodgers. 
And uh, apparently Randall Cobb had been telling them, like, guys, we got to quit screwing up. He's going to lose it. And they're all like, oh, whatever. You know, he's been, he's been nice. And then Aaron Rodgers uh, um, just totally lost his mind. They had, like, a couple bad drives in a row. He was ripping everyone. He was ripping the O-line. He was ripping the receivers. He was ripping Hackett. Um, I just thought it was hilarious. I'm like, yep, there you go. <laughs> um, so hopefully uh, you didn't talk about that, and I missed it, and I'm just regurgitating something that's already been talked about. But you uh, saw that. Um, what did you think about it? I thought it was pretty hilarious. Um, probably nothing that we're surprised about, but maybe Jets fans are. Anyways, I don't know. Talk to you later. Yeah, I think I think if I'm remembering the exact um, clip you're talking about, I actually made a uh, a little parody office video about that on social media. But yeah, I mean, I I, I expect things to get a little heated, you know. Um, I do think the Jets are probably going to win the game. I don't know. I could be way off. Actually, I, you haven't heard me say it yet. It's, it's on tomorrow's podcast. But I talked briefly about the games and. Um, it's going to come entirely down to the Bills' pass rush. So it's going to go one of two ways. The Bills, without Von Miller, of course, are uh, going to... <laughs> this stupid fly. It's funny to mess with the fly. Sometimes he lands on the monitor, and if you put the mouse, the little cursor, over there, he sees it and he kind of freaks out. He starts, like, jumping. Anyways, stupid idiot. There's one of two ways this is going to go, I guess, is the point. Number one, the pass rush gets home. And we're going to see a very angry Aaron Rodgers, which will culminate probably in a Jets loss. That's how you beat Aaron Rodgers. You generate pressure. You frustrate him. Things don't go well. Can't run the ball. Can't pass the ball. Yelling, screaming, swearing, meltdown, the whole nine yards. The other, though, will be the Jets win, and it's all just back to happy-go-lucky. Everything's fine. Everybody's happy. Peace, love, happiness. We'll see what happens. Anyways, why don't we go ahead and take a quick break. As always, please remember to check out Old Southern Barbecue at OldSouthernBBQ.com. There's only three things you got to know. They got restaurants with delicious food. If you're hosting a party, you got to call them because they do catering and there will not be a better party. And number three, if you want to do it yourself, you got to try their rubs and sauces. Actually award-winning. The man that started this restaurant, by the way, is actually in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. Maybe you heard of him. His name is Famous Dave. I'm just saying know that little tidbit, did you? Yes. Barbecue Hall of Famer. Dude knows his stuff. And I'm telling you, this is legit. So check out OldSouthernBBQ.com. Check out their rubs. Check out their um, unbelievably amazing barbecue sauces. Find out what works for you. Uh, when mine arrives, what I want to do is kind of... I, I, I had uh, Jersey Mike reach out, and he gave me kind of a, an idea of what he likes and said which one is best. And I thought, you know, when my stuff comes in, I got to do a little bit of a a little bit of a taste test to kind of give you an idea of what their what their offerings are. But again, you can buy the sample box that just has everything in it. So feel free to go ahead and do that. And when you do, Packernet 15, capital P, capital N, Packernet 15 gives you 15% off your order. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hey, Ryan, it's Seth. Hello. It's uh, been a few weeks, so sorry about that. Just been uh, been busy. Uh, hope you're doing well over there. I've Do still good. been keeping up on most of the podcasts. I missed a few, There's but a lot, uh, just had enough time to call in. Anyways, had a couple thoughts for you. Um, just, just thinking about the season and, and the upcoming game and uh, Justin Fields, since we'll be playing the Bears, and uh, I have a genuine question for you. How close is Justin Fields to either being out of the NFL or a career backup? Like if he has a bad year again this year, yeah. how long are they going to keep saying this guy's a star before realizing he's not? Yeah, this is it. Um, and I don't want to talk about injuries, but the way he plays, he's also very injury prone, and he's right. not nearly as big of a dude as like uh, Jalen Hurts or even Lamar Jackson's quite a bit bigger than him for that matter. So they can take take it a little bit more. But I think you're even seeing Lamar Jackson a couple years after rushing, he's been so. I don't think that's sustainable. Um, so that's, uh, that's one thought, uh, score prediction for Sunday. I think the Packers are actually, I'm so nervous to say this, but just in case things don't go well, you know, a lot of unknowns, but my gut tells me it's going to be 31, 10, uh, Packers. So I'm going to, I'm going to roll with that. I think there was the wide receivers, but I think we can pull that off. So anyways, I don't think I have too much all too much else right now. I'll try to try to call back in a little bit more. Uh, all right, bye. Breaking up a little bit there, but it's funny when you when you were kind of worried about saying the prediction. I was just about to say like, "Come on, man, just go ahead and do it." Then when you said it, I was like, "Oh my goodness, you should have kept that to yourself." <laughs> I thought it was going to be like I don't know, thirty-one twenty-four or something. You know, I, I that's that's a. Uh, it's a heck of a game, man. When was the last time we beat a team that bad? I guess it was the Vikings game, which was very recent, but 41-17 would have been it. So it's there, you know. And 27-10 is pretty close. I mean, it's basically a field goal away from that. So, yeah, all right. But yeah, I mean, I, I would say, honestly, more than likely, this is going to be his last year if he struggles. Uh, partially, look... I think if the Packers had the number one overall pick and there was a legit number one quarterback in this draft class, that would have been what would have happened. They would have taken a new quarterback. If if they had like Trevor Lawrence or, you know, one of those premier automatic number one guys, that would have been the pick. There just wasn't one this year. And there will be next year, very likely. And the Bears are probably going to have two pretty good first round picks, like early, but very likely two top 10 picks. Also, this regime did not pick Justin Fields. They have no ties to Justin Fields. This is not their legacy. This is the guy that got fired drafted him. The guy that Bears fans roast as a garbage GM drafted him. They don't give a crap. If, if Ryan Poles has the opportunity to put his stamp on this team and be the guy that goes out and gets that quarterback, you think for a second he'd hesitate? No way in the world. Justin Fields is done. He's done. And I, 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 I'll even take it a step further. He's either going to be good, like really good, as a passer and a runner, or he's done. Because even if he's decent, but I'm not so sure, if they end up with two top ten picks, and you can say, well, it's not Justin Fields' fault. You know, it's, it's the defense, and it was the, the, the offensive line that was the biggest problem. I think Justin's still pretty good. And this, it's still going to be tempting to take one of these young premier quarterbacks that are coming out if you have that opportunity. 
if you can package your picks and get to number one, if that team, for whatever reason, is willing to do it, I don't know who the number one team could possibly be that wouldn't want a new quarterback. Colts, maybe? I mean, the, the bottom line is I think he's got a big target on his back. And um, he's got to step up and he's got to prove it. And if he does not do that, he's gone. Now, as far as how, how you know, is he going to be a backup or is a team going to take him as a flyer starting quarterback? I, I think um, I think he's probably a year away from being a backup too, which is to say even if he gets traded to a team that doesn't have a good quarterback and they want to try him out as a starter, he's he's on a very short leash and could end up being benched that year if things are going south, that year being 2024. Hey, Ryan, it's uh, Anthony from... Uh... Detroit. What's up? Um, so I'm currently kind of entrenched in battle. I uh, on Twitter here. Um, one of the Bears beat writers just tweeted about how they won the the trade for with the Giants, and it just it blows my mind. And you said something on your podcast a couple days ago, just about how uh, you don't actually hate Justin Fields. You don't even like he's a good kid. Yeah, he seems to be very. You good don't guy. hate him. It's not him. It's everything else around him. And right. I couldn't agree more with you. Um, it's stuff like this. I mean, yeah, I mean, just to elaborate on that, and this is probably exactly what you're going to say. If Bears fans were negative towards Fields, I would not be. I wouldn't be. I would agree that that he's struggling, but you would hear me be much more positive in terms of, dude. He's he, this guy is an electric runner. If he could take a half a step forward as a passer and even be like a 3,000-yard passer, you might have a decent thing here, you know, you got to build. That would be me. My visceral reaction toward Fields has nothing to do with Fields. It has to do with all the nonsense that everybody's saying, whether it be Bears fans or national media or whatever else. Because the reality is what it is, and nobody wants to say what the truth is, and it drives me freaking crazy. They're just claiming they won this trade, and it's like, who, who cares? Like your GM got fired after making that pick, uh, the Bears G- or the the Giants GM got fired after making the pick. Like, what does it matter? They're good now, and you're bad now. You guys have won five <laughs> games with Justin Fields. Uh, he's at best pretty bad. I mean, if we're being just completely modest, and you know, he's a good runner, but at best at quarterback, he's bad. And it's just like, I don't understand. They, You know that account, Freeze? Uh, I, he's like a Packers. It's like a troll account. Every single Bears fan, seemingly, in reality, is that, like, fake troll Packers account. Like, <laughs> you know, I think every Packers fan is a little cautiously optimistic about sure. Jordan Love. And the wide receivers and the running backs. But we all understand. Like, these guys are young. They could be good. They could be really good, they could be bad, or they could be really bad. And I think they all understand that. And it's like with these Bears fans, there is no – they live in this world of delusion. There yeah. is no, you know, potential that Justin Fields could be what he's been for two years, and that's a very bad quarterback. And I just – I think that's – it's just like it's so – frustrating and i said to my friends earlier i said i don't think i hate a quarterback more in the history of my 30 years watching football than justin fields and it has absolutely nothing to do with him playing like i never liked you know colin kaepernick as a player because he beat us and he he beat us dominantly 
Right. But, like, you know, I, I had a reason to hate him. I don't hate Justin Fields. He's been bad versus us. We're, what, 4-0 versus right. him. Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, we would if Bears fans just were not so overly positive toward him, we might actually really like him, kind of like with with Jay Cutler, you know. I mean, Bears fans were—I don't—I don't remember if they necessarily hated him, but I mean, they—they they certainly weren't talking about him being the greatest in the world. They knew that it was going to be a disaster coming into Green Bay. It wasn't like we're going to run the North and all this nonsense. Nobody was talking about Jay Cutler for MVP, not that I remember. Um, and so it was just this nice balance where, like, they were, I guess, kind of okay with Cutler because he was like the best quarterback they've had in. Uh, seven generations and uh Packer fans loved him because he was one of the best Packers quarterbacks um in the last several generations as well one of you know probably third or fourth in the last 20 years um but but yeah we we freaking I love Cutler and I would love to love Fields too if if Bears fans just kind of looked at it and were like yeah you know he's not super great and can't seem to beat the Packers but it is what it is ho-hum dude I, I would I would love that like, oh, Fields, you goofball. You know, I mean, even kind of like Trubisky, I guess. Although that was even, even that was a little bit different. I don't know. It's just, it's so stupid. I mean, I, and, and I'm the same way. Like, I, I couldn't stand Tom Brady. And it, it largely is because he's good. That was it. I don't like you because you're good. That's not the case with Fields. It's, he's bad. I should like him. I don't. And he seems like a good kid. It's just so mind boggling yeah. how. I've never seen anything like this, and it's just solely because of how clueless their fans are. Yeah, uh, that was it, man. I hope you uh, have a good one. Uh, go pack, go. Yeah, I've never seen this level of psychosis with any fan base. Maybe this happens like in college or with other sports teams that are you know you can find some parallels. As far as my experience with NFL fans, I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen a team that had the number one pick largely on the back of their garbage quarterback not being able to throw a football, be so cocky about their football team and so cocky about their quarterback that by every metric is a terrible passer. And the only redeeming quality is that he ran for like a thousand yards and nobody should care about that. I mean, seriously. You want to you, you, you make an argument that that means something? Go ahead. Understand that the Bears did it and had the number one pick. <laughs> I mean, come on! It the, it answers itself. Alabama jumped. <laughs> so and, and and again, this all ties into what I was talking about before. This is a significant game and a significant season for the Bears. This is a big deal. It's funny because and and, and this is why the Packers are so much of a better team than a lot of other teams, especially the Bears. There's a lot of talk about man, the Bears are doing great work. Who Who is the young nucleus on this team? If Justin Fields doesn't work out, you're starting from scratch. Darnell Mooney wasn't your guy. DJ Moore wasn't your guy. Chase Claypool is a free agent you brought in. He's not your guy. On the offensive line, you've got a couple tackles. Your left tackle seems like he might be okay. I have a feeling he's more of a Yash Nyman than a David Bakhtiari. But heck of a heck of a pick, you know, in the fifth round. Right tackles to be determined. Khalil Herbert seems okay, but even Bears fans are thinking that it's going to be a rotation and he's eventually going to lose that job. Defensive line, there's not a single quality piece. Corners, there's nothing there. 
linebackers you brought in free agents. What have you done? You, you brought in, Br- you, you drafted Brisker. I mean, I know these things take time, but I mean, you got to pick up the pace here. This is year two and you might lose your quarterback and have to start over with your quarterback. And then he needs like that second year leap. So we're talking not even necessarily next year, but maybe the year after next year, 2025, when the quarterback's kind of going into his second year. I mean, how, how many years do you think you're going to get here, Bowles? You go from a hero to a zero pretty quick. I mean, the Bears GM actually won, like, what was he, the, the GM of the year or whatever? Executive of the year, whatever that stupid award is. Guy was a joke, and he got fired almost immediately after that. Give me a break. So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. So, this is me, Carson from Cleveland, calling so, after the Lions have just beat the Chiefs. It is actually the day after, not even 24 hours after, but it is Friday. And um, I've seen a lot of people talk about this game, a lot of Lions fans saying that they're super good. Um, but my biggest pet peeve is seeing these Packer fans on Twitter that are like, oh, good for the Lions. They deserve this win. The fans deserve it. They've been so bad for so long. They deserve this win. Good for them. I'm glad they won. Like, shut up. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Are you even a pet? Good go. Go join a Lions group chat or something. Like, don't <laughs> don't go on a Packers fan account and start tweeting out, oh, good for the Lions, they deserved it. Like, shut up. Oh, my goodness. Right. Do you want the Packers to succeed or not? Because if the Lions are good, it makes it a whole lot harder for the Packers to win. Right. It's, it's, it's very similar to the Aaron Rodgers situation. Like, I, this is not hard to figure out. Like, oh, you can't tell me that I can't be a fan of, of, of I can't root for Rodgers and the Packers. Yes, I can tell you that. Because one hurts the other, so one has to take priority over the other. You have to pick one. What's more important, the Packers pick or Aaron Rodgers? And if you care about the Packers and their success, if you want them to win the division, the Lions winning is not going to help us. And I understand that there were certain points where, I, I mean, I'll admit, I even, when this whole thing first started, it was like, it, it, was, it was sort of adorable. Like, oh, look at them. They're, they're trying their little hearts out. This team is expected to win the NFC North, and they just beat the Chiefs. There's not many games on the schedule that you look at where it's like, oh, they're, they're not going to win that one. The Chiefs, that was the one. That was the one they're not going to win, and they just won it. That's not a good thing. That sucks. That sucks for the Packers. So you're right. I agree. I, I don't want to hear it. Oh, good for you. No, 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 no. It's not good for you. Well, it is. It is good for them. That's exactly the point. It's great for them. It's bad for us. We'll just be better. Just rise to the occasion. That's not the point. That would be like being in the Super Bowl and uh, uh, the opponent scores a touchdown and being like, oh, good for them. That was a great drive. Like, what are you talking about? Well, I still want our team to win. I mean, rise to the occasion, bro. You go score a touchdown now. I'm just saying I'm happy for him. That was a great drive. No, no, no. You shut up forever. Again, you... You can do whatever you want to do, but I also can do whatever I want to do. And what I want to do is tell you that you're being ridiculous. In this division. And so seeing all these Packer fans go out and say, oh, the Lions are so good, like good for them, all these things, they deserve this. It just, um. Oh, and by the way, they didn't deserve anything. They played like crap in that game. I mean, it's one thing if they dominated a fully healthy Chiefs team that was playing well. Even then, I mean, I'm not going to be like, oh, good for them, but I would at least acknowledge, like, all right, yeah, they, they look good, this sucks, whatever. 
They didn't even look good. What are you giving them credit for? That was pathetic. They put up 14 points. This is supposed to, you you do understand. This is a team with one of the worst defenses in football that um that that is supposedly going to win the division on the back of an elite offense. And they put up 14 points against a a bottom of the barrel defense. What in what exactly is it that they should be getting credit for? I just an it makes me so angry. Like shut up. Even if you do think that in your head, don't tweet it out for right. everybody to see. Like you're supposed to be a Packers fan, not a Lions fan. Anyways, I'm so excited for this game on Sunday. It cannot come any sooner. We are like forty eight hours away from it when I'm calling in and um I'm waiting to see if Christian Watson is going to practice today. It looks like Romeo Dobbs is on track to play. Um but yeah, it is 11.05 right now for me, so I'm waiting for the Packers practice to start so I can see if Christian Watson is going to play. Um, but yeah, so hopefully he's he's practicing, um, and hopefully he'll play on Sunday. But that's all I got to say. Goodbye. Yep, sorry to tell you I don't have good news for you. That's uh, it's not going to help. Him. That's not going to help. It's not going to happen. So sorry about that. Hello in a while hello so, first time caller long time listener we're completely boned i was so scared watching the lions play the chiefs last night andy Reid was turning purple in fear and hutch more down with a vengeance i know exactly even his own doing. father acknowledged it sheila ford wheaton transforms the team that's what a real owner does meanwhile mark murphy has been charged with four counts of hazy at northwestern and is likely going to jail and also, we have to watch this with the Packers. They looked horrible and lost to the Patriots and Seahawks. The only team they could beat was the Browns. Anytime they play a Super Bowl-winning team, they just get completely turned around. We're truly bottom feeders again. It's the 1880s all over. Luke Van Ness is a terrible pick. Amra Rodgers is off the team. Rashawn Gary is always hurt and didn't help us win a Super Bowl. The goot lickers can't stop themselves, though. They refuse to accept reality. It's the Lions division now. It's their year. They're Super Bowl bound, and there's nothing we can do about it. Here's why I'm calling. Do you think there's a chance that they see the light and play Alex McGuff before it's too late? He won MVP and is clearly the best quarterback talent we have. I'm also hearing that Mike Evans and Devontae Adams are available. We can trade Luke Van Ness, Josh Myers, Darnell Savage, and some first-round picks and go get those guys. I think with McGuff, we can actually have a real shot. But first, we need to fire Joe Barry. If we can get Wade Phillips, I think there's a chance. And do you see what J.J. Watt said? I read an article in the crap book that said J.J. Watt is willing to return to the Packers the if they make him a competitive offer. He saw what Bosa got paid and said he'd be willing. Fire Goody, quit paying all this damn money to Bakhtiari and pay J.J. Watt. Okay, go Pack Go. Well, I, I didn't catch uh, your your name there in the beginning, nor did I understand about 90% of what you said. But uh, it sounds like you've got a fully fleshed out plan here. But um, I was so scared watching the Lions play the Chiefs. Sheila Ford Wheaton transforms the team. That's what a real owner does, all right, if he's going to jail. You know, you remind me of another caller, but uh, we'll, we'll leave that alone. Um, the only team that could beat was the Browns. Luke, Luke Van Ness was a terrible pick. Gary's always hurt, didn't help us. 
Gootlickers can't stop themselves, though. Refuse to accept reality. It's the Lions division now. Obviously, the game had some people rattled. Do you think there's a chance that they see the light, play Alex Magoo before it's too late? He won MVP and is clearly the best quarterback talent we have. Mike Evans and Devontae Adams are available. We can trade Luke Van Ness, Josh Myers, Darnell Savage, and some first-round picks and go get those guys. Man, would that suck. Can you imagine that? If we trade Lucas Van Ness, our, our starting center, our, our number one safety, I know he's not anybody's favorite, but that's going to put us in a tough spot, and then go get a freaking washed-up um, Mike Evans and Devontae Adams in the final couple years of his of his NFL life. We get like two years of those guys. We trade away our future at center our future starting edge rusher in Lucas Van Ness and several first-round picks. That would be the worst thing that ever happened. Fire Joe Barry, go get Wade Phillips. Fair enough. Yeah, we should just we should probably do all those things. Why don't we take one more final break, and then we'll come back and see what Mike's got to say. So we've got a couple calls from Mike. I will start... Uh, from his first call, which is only four seconds. Let's go to his second call. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, Mike. Mike Hebring, a.k.a. Packer Superfan. What's going on, man? Ryan, uh, I feel your pain. Just listen to your podcast after the Lions-Chiefs game last night. I could not agree more with you on your state of your mental state. <laughs> uh, it matches mine exactly. I mean, what's going on? I mean, come on. I mean, the, the Lions get the Chiefs without Kelsey and without Jones. Typical, right? Um, the Lions did not look that good. Same old Lions defensive line. They're not very good. You know, Hutchinson, yeah, he, he made a couple plays. But, you know, and Branch, yeah, you know, ball thrown right to him. I mean, okay, whatever. And the Chiefs, one, one thing I would say, though, the Chiefs, you can see what happens when your star players are out. And uh, that's a big deal. And that's going to lead me to the Packers game with the, the Bears here. Well, before we get there, just so we're clear, Travis Kelsey is not a young player. I don't know how many more years he plans on sticking around or even how many more years he has as a top tight end before he's, his play starts to fall off. But what is the state of that team, which really seems to, to hinge on one guy? I mean, granted, they can go out and get another receiver. They should do that at some point or tight end or whatever, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it, you really see how close they are to disaster. Week one. So, as you know, I am very excited about this season. I mean, this is like a breath of fresh air for me. I cannot tell you. I cannot wait to see Jordan Love take this, this uh, offense out on the field. But unfortunately, it's you know, and I, I said this on, on the podcast with Clayton and Jacob. You know, it's kind of like having these, you know, I had this 15-year-old Lamborghini that I, that, that, you know, I love that car, you know. But it was just time to upgrade. It was just time to get, you know, move on from that. And, and I got a brand new, well, not brand new, but a four-year new uh, Ferrari. <laughs> Still replace. a nice and car. I've been polishing that sucker up all season. And I just, just I'm, I'm ready to take it out this Sunday for its first drive. And I walked in the garage this morning, and both of the front tires are are completely flat. That's that's how it feels right now with both Romeo Dobbs and uh, Kristen Watson with these hamstring injuries yeah. coming into week one. I mean, come on. 
I mean, I was very excited about that wide receiver room this year. I think they're going to do great. Um, but main reason I called today. Uh, well, before we change topics, I, I I want to hammer home the theme of the day. If you look at the two possible lenses to view this game, one is the short-term lens, one is the long-term lens. It also changes things like that. Romeo Dobbs, he's probably looks like he's going to play, but he's hurt. He's got a hamstring injury, and Christian Watson has a hamstring injury, and it seems like it may potentially be a little bit more long-term. Don't know, but whatever. The point is, though, if we're looking at this through the lens of, let's just see what we got in Love and, and Wyatt and Zach Tom, Colby, Wooden, Lucas Van Ness, the boys, see who took a step, see, who, see what the rookies look like, see where we need some improvement, where, where, where things are right, where things are wrong. If we view it through that lens, it's not the end of the world. It's just a little blip. But if we, as I have already, got into this game is the be-all, end-all, end of the world, I've been waiting for football for a long time. I'm simultaneously excited slash nervous that maybe this team is terrible slash terrified the Bears are going to be good slash cannot stand to deal with this week of hell if we lose. Like, there's so much built up into this. Then, yeah, it's, it's the end of the world. So here's to trying to focus on a little bit more of a, uh, a long-term vision, I guess. Today uh, is... It's Prediction Friday, so I'm going to give you my quick pick on the game and a quick pick back a record for the season. So, All right. Um, let's talk about season record. Coming, coming into training camp, I had this team. I went through the schedule. When the schedule came out and I the first shot at it, I had the Packers win in six games. That's the Joe Barry effect. Okay. Um, after, you know, watching this team through preseason and through the preseason games and the fact that Matt LaFleur is actually playing the players, in the preseason, showing that he's very, you know, he's trying his level best to win week one. You know, I started to believe the hype a little bit. Um, so I was I was playing with maybe 10 wins. Um, but now with these injuries to so the wide receivers, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop that down by a game. So I'm going to go 9 and 8. Almost got it all in. Packers have a winning record, Ryan, 9 and 8. That's what I'm going with. All right. Um, as far as the Bears game, um, again, I was I was hopeful, uh, especially with uh, all the Packers starters playing at least a couple series in each one of these games. I figured before we finally figured that out, they were going to do a lot better in week one. I, I was really leaning on the Packers to win this game. But now with Watson being out, again, we saw last night what happens when your star players are out. And without Watson stretching that field, the Packers are going to struggle. Uh, I would say 24-17 Bears. But, again, I'm very excited about the season. Cannot wait for this team. Uh, they're going to win some games. Have a good day, Ryan. Oh, and, and, and hang in there. <laughs> hang in there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, there aren't too many scenarios I can't bring myself to. I, I can't really imagine it being a super high-scoring game. I mean, I guess there's no real reason I can't get the Packers there other than, you know, it's week one. They haven't really had a lot of time to work together. High scoring, I think Christian Watson is probably going to be a big part of that. And then the Bears, you know, you could talk yourself into, well, you know, DJ Moore has an effect on top of Justin Fields is going to break probably two, three, four, five runs of a significant amount. You know, stuff could happen. But yeah, I'm uh, 
I'm going to stick with low scoring, and I guess we'll just see how it goes. Usually what happens is you think a game's going to be low scoring, and it ends up being a high scoring game and vice versa. Hey, it's Jimmy. Hey. Um, just a couple morning vibe thoughts, hearing your, your rant about bad vibes, and mm-hmm. I just want to, A, clarify that I'm talking about vibrations, not vibrators, uh, just so no one's confused out there. Sure. Um, bad news and then good news. Uh, I think the bad news is the reason that we're having these issues and these vibe feelings is there was a great shift in the football universe recently when Rogers complimented love. And I think we don't need any of that. That's not his role. Just, I mean, I liked it in the so moment, did it. but now in retrospect, I'm realizing like he's, he's the heel here. Okay. He's got to go over there and just be the Jets guy sure. and not like, if he wants to say anything about anything over here, just say bad, say, say uh bulletin board stuff to motivate us. I don't want any compliments from Rodgers. Sure. We don't okay. need any of that. It's time for that in the future. Not right now. Uh, so that's the, the bad news. Um, the good news is I think we're going to be okay because um, I got myself a love jersey. And um, I did the same thing right after we traded Favre. I got myself a Rodgers jersey, and that was my first jersey. I'm not really like a jersey guy, um, unlike Mike, you know. <laughs> but uh, I got myself a jersey. Uh, a Rogers jersey, and and I wore it, you know, his entire career here, and everything worked out great, pretty great. Um, so I think long term, uh, so then I went out and got myself a love jersey, um, and I got I got the Rogers jersey at Kohl's, which felt like, you know, appropriate, like good, you know, Wisconsin vibes. Well, I got my love jersey at an up north flea market, so we should be set. All right, and this backs up my whole theory that we're gonna love era will take home more Super Bowls than the Rodgers era. And that's why. That's partially why. It's not the whole reason, but it's something to do with it. So I just want you to know I've got our back. We're going to be okay superstition-wise. I've got the jersey. It's a nicer one, too, than the Rodgers one. That one got all worn out. This is like a real jersey. It's like sewn on and stuff. So we're going to be solid. Solid. Go Pack Go. <sighs> all right. I guess... Uh... I guess I can accept that. Um, let's do the last two calls from Jersey Mike, and then I think we're going to call it. Hey, Ryan, it's Jersey Mike. Um, yeah, the bad juju is all my fault, honestly. Oh, here um, we go. My fantasy football team consists of Amon Ross, St. Brown, and David Montgomery, and I was playing against uh, I was playing against uh, Patrick Mahomes. All right. Yeah. Um, sorry to do that to all, y'all, but don't worry. I've got Jaden Reed, Christian Watson, and Romeo Dubs on my fantasy football team. So uh, we're we're, we're going to win Sunday. Um, right. And you know what? Even if Christian Watson ain't there, I, I, I believe in our guys. Oh, and I also have Luke Musgrave. I don't know if I should switch him out for Mark Andrews. Um, yeah, just, just throw the blame. You said the old Packers um, roster. That's it. Honestly, I thought I thought Jerry Goff looked pretty good. Um, but for the rest of the, the teams, yeah, no, they didn't look great. Uh, the, Lions, the Lions did not look good. Their offensive line looked like garbage. Um, David Montgomery did not look good. I just I thought he was in the Jamal Williams role. Yeah. Kansas City looked dog dog awful. This is why you don't get rid of all your good wide receivers. Um, True. I didn't have one. And I don't know what, Sky Moore? Everybody thought Sky Moore was going to be the guy. I don't know yeah, why people stupid. believe in Sky anyway. Moore. What, 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 I mean, I, I thought he looked okay in the draft, right? Sky Moore looked fine. But I, I don't understand the hype for Sky Moore because he was terrible last year. And then they wanted him to be like a, a punt return guy and he was terrible. I mean, it's it's... <laughs> 
it's 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 a path that we've seen many times before. These uh, early to mid-ish round guys who you think maybe can be good wide receivers, and then they can't, and you try to make them special teamers, and then they muff a bunch of those punts and kicks, and then you're like, all right, that doesn't work. Maybe it can be a wide receiver. No, okay, uh, 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 off the team. It's crazy to say, but Sky Moore's security on the Chiefs is probably relatively high because the Chiefs have such garbage wide receivers. We already know what Marcus Otto Scantlin looks like, so yeah. Um, but no, I'm uh, I'm telling you, it ain't no bad juju. It's just uh, Jersey Mike making you uh, anxious. So anyway, go pack, go. So is the theory that you are your fantasy team is just supreme, and that's that's it. That that your fantasy team has reordered the universe because you have that level of power, and you're reaffirming or, or 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 you know providing some level of confidence in the Packer game because you also have a, a high level of stakes in the Packer game. I hope I didn't jinx us because I actually have a couple bears on my team. I do have Romeo Dobbs, but I, I have I have two bears and one Packer. Maybe it's my fault. Did I mess this up? I I wasn't planning on taking any bears, but Khalil Herbert was just too tempting all the way down there. So I was like, all right, I'll take Khalil Herbert. Fine. I, honestly, this whole draft, I was like, I'm just going to do something different this draft, and what I'm going to do is I'm just going to take guys that I want to root for. Guys that I, you know, I just, I, it's just a feel thing. I just, I feel like this guy's going to be good. I'm going to go for it, whatever. I'm not going to worry about, like, sometimes you look and it's like, I really want this guy. I think he could be good, but, you know, he's, his ADP is like a couple rounds later. So I'm sure I'm way off on this. And so I tried to care less about that. Uh, but Khalil Herbert was one that, I mean, it, it was a gut thing, but I tried to resist it because he's a bear. But then I thought, no, I'm just going to do it. And then stupid Travis Kelsey got hurt, and I needed a tight end, and all I had was Michael Mayer, and Sam Laporta was sitting there, and I'm like, I'm going to grab that, and I think it was um, Packer Superfan, if I'm not mistaken, that swooped in and grabbed Sam Laporta. And the next best option was another guy that got dropped, which is Cole Komet. I didn't want to grab Cole Komet. I don't really like Cole Komet, but I felt better about Cole Komet than I did about Michael Mayer. So I did it, and now I have two bears, which is not what I wanted, but it is what it is. It, it might, this might be my fault. This could entirely be my fault. Maybe I gotta, maybe I gotta drop them. You know, maybe, maybe that's the sacrifice I have to make. I could trade them, but that assumes that I hold some level of power over somebody else, because then, then it's just gonna be somebody else's juju. Maybe I should just delete them off of the league. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Hey, Jersey Mike again. Um, so I'm, I'm, maybe I need to eat my words. Um, uh, I, I don't know how to explain this. Uh, when I called, I was in the middle of transferring some oil with a, a pump um, at work. And uh, I hung up the phone, and I walked over to the pump, and it lit on fire. Um, is that the football god telling me to sh- shut oh my up? my goodness. Uh, yeah. Um... Uh, okay. We'll go back go. Now, now, now I'm terrified. We gotta end the show like that? We gotta end the show with Jersey Mike calling in saying, I'm the guy. I'm the one putting the curse on this season. Dude hangs up the phone and, what, a gas pump lights on fire? Or an oil pump? 
Like just combusted, just just burst into flames. Fool, what is hot? I told you again. Were you born on the sun? It's damn hot. You can be a little thing. I saw it so damn hot. I saw one of those little guys in the orange robe burst into flames. Is that hot? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> just just burst into flames. All right. Okay. So so so. so Freaking, I don't know. I don't know. What's, I mean, not, now I'm worried there's demonic forces at work here. Okay? You understand? We have, to end, we have to end it now. I have to go to bed. I have to go to bed with this. Satan is attacking Jersey Mike. Is there a Packers exorcist? Like, a, 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 within the Packer fandom? Like, we, I know we got a salary cap guy, and we got some film people. Do we have an exorcist? Is that a thing? We'll see. Well, I, I have to assume... Usually, in my experience with exorcisms, which is is entirely based on the exorcist and, and the different variations of said movie, is that they get worse over time. And so you start with the lions. So so you technically start with Chris Jones holds out. Then you get Travis Kelsey gets injured. Then you have the Chiefs implode slash the Lions eke out a win despite being terrible. Then Jersey Mike explodes and and gets possessed by a demon then the vikings win right we're getting progressively worse and i'm just saying it's not looking good at that point anyways i gotta get out of here you guys have a good night i'll talk to you later bye-bye